Hello and welcome everybody. Um, this is Anu and um, I'm speaking here on behalf of Mindswan. Um, well, Mindswan is me. Mindswan is my company. And um, yeah, I just, I've always um, followed um, the hashtag PPC chat, especially the chat that goes on on a Tuesday evening. And I just thought it'd be a great idea to actually talk through the tweets that people made i'll try to read through as many as i could see or or hide or see the the replies uh, that people made to questions um because i missed the last week's one and i just feel like to be able to multitask in and everybody's busy lives i know people have meetings and stuff maybe it would be nice to be able to plug your headphones in while you're doing some of the work and catch some of the interesting tweets that people made during the um 5 to 6 p.m. GMT time PPC chat discussion days had um, every Tuesday. So, um, yes, um, I hope to do as many, much more of this. But, um, yeah, I hope you find this useful. So it started with Mark Kennedy, SEM, saying, Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's, to today's PPC chat. First question about ads coming your way in a minute. So giving people some time to get in here. Um so yeah, some people made their apologies and, and some people came in. And so Mark Kennedy continued with, first, let's quickly chat about the old ads. Do you still have standard text ads in campaigns or have you completely switched over to ETAs? If so, any accounts that still have over 50% STAs due to performance. So are your standard ads still doing better than your extended expanded text ad and is that why you're still keeping your expanded text ads um so mark kennedy decided to give the first answer in and said i still have some accounts with stas outperforming etas nothing above 20 percent or so but enough to not kill them entirely but most accounts have them removed um and then one of like my favorites of who i follow quite closely is it rhymes with eyes which is julia vibes i um that will be then um comes in with a very lovely james franco i'm here um gif um and then you've got brooke osmundson saying answering the our first um question all of my clients have switched to etas all standards ads are paused because we're always testing ads. It just seems like an extra step to write an ETA and a standard ad. Um, and I do agree with that. I don't even think Google does allow you to create new standard ads. Um, and um, yeah, you can only like just keep the old ones, um, you know, if it's performing well. But I don't think new standard ads can be written. Um, but if that's wrong, please comment here, comment below um to see what you think um so yeah it rhymes with eyes then follows with the with the answer to that first question completely moved over my promos are just enough that the old ads couldn't stay up once they become uneditable then mark kennedy mark kennedy excuse me replied to brooke osmudson true once you make a change they are gone so that helps clean most of them up but we'll have a few champs um, so yeah, this is a reply to the fact that, you know, they've removed, moved totally to ETAs. Um, and then we ran to question two. In the past, we never had enough characters. Now that you have a lot more in the description line, do you tend to fill it or come close? Or have you found it's more than enough and sometimes less is more? 
especially with ad extensions. So are we using the full length of our character limits? Now, Steve Gibson was still on, on uh, question one and answered with still have some clients that have old formats, but they're fewer and fewer. Now, Brooke, uh, Brooke has come in with um, the, an answer to the second question. Actually, I'm still finding I don't have enough space, especially moving into more sentence form structure with descriptions or even testing taglines. I need more characters. So is that correct, guys? Do we need more characters, even though Google's already given us more to headlines and 80 character, 80 character description? Now, Robert Brady comes in for... Um, question one actually saying at this point only a handful of STAs are still hanging on. Um, Mark Kennedy comes in with um, the answer to an answer for question two. We've had some instances where a short description line outperformed full descriptions but not a lot but something worth testing but still seems like it's never enough. Now, Joe Martinez, um, whose hashtag is at, whose um, handle is at Milwaukee PPC, comes in with, um, of, um, with an answer for question two. Haven't had a ton of issues running out of space. I admit I focus a lot more time on headlines instead of description lines. Um, Davis Baker comes in um, to answer question two. If you're going to use all characters, use it wisely. Don't just fill space to fill space. I agree with that. If you've given your succinct message and, and you still have characters left to go, don't just add it with um, useless, um, you know, or, or in more, more text. That's not really going to add any value for the consumer. Um, it rhymes with eyes, um, comes in for an answer to question two. I like big fat ads that take up all the characters if possible. And I like that there's more room for contextual phrases. Great for travel clients. I still vote yes to large, hefty, thick ads. Um, now, um, Mark Kennedy replies to Milwaukee PPC, um, who said that um, haven't had tons of space. They focus a lot more on headlines instead of description lines. So uh, Mark Kennedy replies with good point. I'd love to see an eye map on PPC ads. I swear the description line doesn't get the eyeballs. That'll be very interesting to actually find that out. You know, you can get heat maps for web for um, web pages, but is it possible to see heat maps to see what people actually see, whether it's um, the headlines or the description line, especially the fact that we get pretty much two description lines, so that makes a very long description line now. Um, Brandon Bednar says, I agree here, quality over quantity, and that is to um, Davis Baker's um, answer of if you're going to use all characters, use it wisely, don't fill it up. So yes, I agree with that quality over quantity. Um, and then Mark Kennedy gaze <laughs> calls in with ha, you always will. Um, to Brooke Osmondson saying, actually, I still find I don't have enough. Um, and so, yeah, it's one of those, are we being too greedy? Are we always trying to get more out of Google? Robert Brady then goes with, I still find the perfect copy with one too many characters all too often. But for descriptions, I often find 10 to 15 characters unused. With the two headlines and extensions, I just don't need it. Which I find to be the same same issue with myself. Well, not issue. A great, it's a great thing. If I don't need any extra characters, I don't feel the need to use it. 
Now, um, Janine Monaco um, comes in with an answer to question two. I try to vary the length of the description, going short in one variation. I have one client with an ad description line of just 21 characters, and it's consistently a top performer month on month. So if a style is doing well, if you're only using 21 characters, why change it or change it to match the what has been performing well in terms of your length of characters so i'm not saying always use the same ads all the time but use the system that works in different messaging um kyle byers then comes in with um a qu an answer to question two again i definitely use all that juicy real estate sometimes more is more um and mark kennedy then replies to davis baker's um yeah if you're going to use it all characters use it wisely comes in with that's what we've been testing as well and in some cases shorter was better steve hammer then comes in again with um, an answer to question two still on question two um, excellent copy is usually brief just do it eat more chicken without any of the um <laughs> without any of the um, vowels actually apart from in the eat so that's eat and then m-o-r-c-h-k-n and of course we all know about just do it nike has been going running long and strong with um, that tagline um it rhymes with eyes um yeah agrees with um davis baker saying that um you know don't fill up space just to fill space and say so right um um so yeah it rhymes with eyes goes so right i like to use all characters if possible but not with meaningless garbage make your ads thick and full with the juicy value props and real benefits not just random or worse repetitive copy so yes don't repeat words i don't even think google allows you to do that but don't do the things that just doesn't make sense to add to that copy and then mark kennedy sem um replies to um steve hammer about excellent copies just brief with the just do it eat more chicken with um to this point has anyone gone really short in the description line just curious um, we have Steve Gibson going, I've tested it in a few places, results were unimpressive. Um, Mark Kennedy's a bit disappointed with that, saying that it was how you was hoping that would work. Um, and Steve Gibson comes back with it'll probably what it'll probably work in the right market with the right copy, just didn't work with my copy in those markets. Um, and then Doug R. Thomas comes in with with in with I have at the very beginning of my career didn't work well i have i have tried tested this using a very short ad copy at the beginning of my career didn't work well for paid search because in my opinion that kind of pithiness only works with strong brand associations and text ads in um in um paid search is mainly for the exact opposite situation so yeah you know you needs to be something that already has very great brand recognition um, Steve Hammer replies with, when ads were very different, I used very short ads to stand out and worked out on the right side, but not on the top. Real estate trumps most things. Brevity works, but agreed that you can go too far. And then it rhymes with eyes, mainly replies to um, Janine's um, comment, which is a little bit above. Um, he, well, actually, yeah, replies to Mark Kennedy's and to this string saying, Janine from SEM, just um mention such a test but what do you mean by really short yeah i'm guessing it meant like things like just yeah 22 characters or less so going back to um to our our questions our string um 
So Doug R. Thomas goes back to answering question two, saying always fill it, just fill it, it's just easier. Most paid search is just about the first headline and sheer size of the ad anyway. And um, Mark Mark Kennedy has then come with and, um, yeah, and the landing page, going to get that pointer later in this PPC chat. So it's not just about the size, it's also definitely about landing page. Okay, now going to question three um there's a special request um question from um ppc hartman who is mary hartman um who works at hannapin um going for ad testing are you doing strictly two ads for a b or working three plus or more per ad group and how are you handling ad rotation settings for testing as well um so yeah for the first answer came for it rhymes with I saying that I like to test more than two ads at once and slowly eliminate losers like March Madness. Um, for rotation, it used to be even during a test, but I think those days are gone. Are they gone though? I actually still think doing rotating on even or, or rotating indefinitely really helps to show what the actual best performing ads is and not just giving Google the control to push the one that's going to drive the most clicks. Um, then Doug R. Thomas goes, I've always used three ads plus one copied with DKI per ad group with optimized rotation, but I'll fully admit I'm very lazy on ad copy testing, usually swapping out underperformers rather than seeking a perfect ad. Um, now, Mark Kennedy, um, SEM, comes in with his answer for the question, depending on the volume of the account, we will do three per ad group, but if the volume is small, the AB work better until you get significant data. Um, Joe Martinez, who's Milwaukee PPC, comes in with, depends on the amount of traffic I get from the ad group. I'm more than willing to test more than two ads if they'll each get significant exposure. Plus using audiences with if statements can easily add more than two ads if you're segmenting users. Um, Robert Brady comes in with an answer saying, most of the time I'm using rotating definitely, though Google doesn't seem to take it very seriously. I totally agree with that and have two ads in rotation. For some high volume ad groups, I'll work in a third. Now, Brooke Osmudson comes in with her answer saying, I think ad testing has gotten lazier due to the fact that rotation settings are against our favor in testing, but I still try to have three ads running. Um, I hate getting a notification. I don't have three. Wink, um, smiley face there. Um, now, Mark Kennedy comes in in replying to um, Robert Brady saying that most of the time I'm using rotating definitely. Yeah, I have a lot of trouble with that setting as well, as well as do I. Um, so, yeah, and then Dog R. Thomas goes in. In general, my targets have really tight. My, my targets have been really tight. So I can reuse USPs, etc across ad groups to see what resonates most. Uh, Nathan Kelly joins the chat with an answer saying, I'll usually test three to begin with. It is easier to kill one bad one or low volume issue than to add a new ad across large accounts. Steve Gibson comes in with his answer saying, depending on the age of the ad group, I might have two or more, have three to five. I might have two or I might have two or might have two, three to five. Always rotating definitely, otherwise it's not a proper test. Totally agree with that. Though, as Robert Brady said, Google doesn't seem to even try to rotate evenly. 
Then Steve Hammer goes with, um, when ads were very different, I used very short ads to stand out and it worked on the right side, but not on the top. Real estate trumps most things, priority works, but I agree that you can go too far. Now going to question four um, from Mark Kennedy. Is anyone letting Google write their ads or having any success with it? Ads added by AdWords. Feel free to rant. Yes, I did not like the idea of this. I'm not going to be opting in for Google to be optimizing or thinking of or thinking of the right text for my ads. I feel they will still think we should test what um, we should be doing. Um, so yeah, Mark Kennedy comes in with his answer says, we haven't let Google do it for us. I don't trust it. Neither do I. Um, as And, and Brooke Osmondson um, agrees with that, says absolutely not. We found a few that were added to ad groups without really telling us. And I fumed, seriously? I better go and check what what well, are my ad groups tomorrow to make sure that's not happening also found a few responsive ads in a display campaign that that we were unaware of Ooh, that is very naughty of google i think now davis baker replies with this is one thing i won't ever let google take control over yes preaching to the choir um joe martina says too afraid to even test no plans on it either and so then we get um, a reply from um, Brandon Bednar um, saying yesterday Google recommended Jack Daniels as a keyword related to artificial intelligence. Ha! That is so funny. So, um, no. Janine Monaco um, answers the, to, uh, to the question, to the, our fourth question says, I let our last round of Google reps take a stab at it for one account. They sent over a spreadsheet of ads that were so irrelevant and poorly written. It was actually funny. The rep hadn't even read them before sending them to me for approval. Such a joke. That is actually ridiculous. You didn't actually, a rep not actually reading what they're recommending and, um, Anyway, Google, poor, poor Google. So Robert Brady goes, I'm avoiding them like a plague, opted out. The English language is far too nuanced to trust to machines, automation, minimum wage, employees with no background understanding of the company or product. Yes, that's why it's very important to get people who understand the brand or even in-house to explain what needs to be um, in the messaging for ad copy. Sarah B replies with, I tend to do the same minus um, DKI. This is an answer to question three, actually. And in terms of ad rotation, so this is about the testing. So she's replying to um, the question about ad testing, saying she tends to do the same minus the DKI, legal reasons especially. In terms of ad rotation, I typically let Google optimize for the best one while I focus on boosting keywords and landing page performance. So um, yeah, this is answer to questions of, I've always used three ads plus one copied with DKI per ad group with optimize. Um, so do we want to do ad, you know, ad copy testing with ETAs, with STAs. Steve Hammer goes on to um, question, um, answering, goes back to us to answering um, our question four. The only person this benefits are the set it and forget it crap account management. So the people who just set it and forget it. Um, so, and then Brooke Osmondson gives a part two to her answer of um, question four. Why would I give Google control overwriting ads for a brand product that they know nothing about. I'm all for finding efficiencies in accounts, but this is just not one of them. Rant over. I hope not, Brooke. Come on. I like a good rant against Google. 
Um, then Steve Gibson goes, I have no practical experience of this, but if Google's ads could beat mine, I'd have to wonder if I'm in the right profession. Exactly. So that is, I, I, I'm all for automation and, you know, I'm not really scared about, you know, AI taking over, but if they're writing ads, well, then we should be worried. And then um, I don't think they can actually get to a stage where they, they'll be writing it well enough for a brand, especially if in-house um, or if you have been working with your client for long enough. Um, okay. And then it rhymes with eyes goes with um, from a standard pitch to new clients, the most powerful algorithm in the world still doesn't understand the difference between chocolate milk and milk chocolate. So you need me. So, yeah, exactly. Especially thinking back to Google's changes of exact match not being exact. Feel free to go back to that. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it was very interesting um, to see um, that that Google thinks that we are will be resolving to them writing an ad copy as well so no thank you that's definitely the option um okay mark kennedy then goes that's a nope okay question five um before we move over to ad extensions anyone want to share any trends or new strategies they've seen or tested with text ads good or bad um so yeah can Savage goes, hey, Mark Kennedy, working in a very vanilla B2B software space and I'm constantly outbid by billion dollar companies. What unique ways can I compete with keywords like disaster recovery plan on a 20K um, per month? Uh, yeah, $20,000 per month budget without paying $30 plus of cost per click. $30 cost per click. That is a lot um so yeah davis baker then um replies with humans like ads written in natural not robotic language go figure um and that's to uh question five and now my kennedy goes now that we are more than halfway done this week's ppt chat a reminder that neptune moon um, who is specifically Julie Bettini, who I remember has hosted one of these very brilliantly before, will be hosting um, next week at 12 noon EST or at um, 5 p.m. GMT. Um, and yeah, she replies with, yes, topic to be finalised. Now, in terms of question five, Brooke Osmondson um, replies with, not sure if there was ever discussion on this, but anyone find any differences in using lowercase sentence form in description versus capitalising the first letter of each word? I had a client ask me about it today. That's a very good point. I do try to use um, capital, um, capitalising the first letter of each word but I can't 100% say tested I've tested it against not using it and knowing what the specific difference is so if anyone has any feedback on that I'll be lovely to hear that as well um, Steve Hammond goes I'm finding that the space that ads take up dominate any ad testing improvements aka ad copy tweaks are becoming less effective to me um, and then Mark Kennedy goes in with this is going back a decade so the data is old but an SMX conference, someone tested it and it was pretty damn close to 50-50. So that's in reply to Brooke um, Osmondson's um, question about testing using, um, capitalizing the first letter of each word. That's actually interesting to see. And since it is quite old, I think it will still be worth me actually testing that. 
Um, so he replies, uh, Brooke replies, that's what I figured. And honestly, because the description is harder to see in my opinion, I would rather that whatever you choose really isn't making that big of a difference. Um, Doug goes, ha, huh, crazy. I found about a 0.25% CTR boost from title case in uh, 2013. Not sure of the stats sig significance because I lost the data and only have the text of the blog post I wrote. Um, Mark, Mark Kennedy replies, yes, this was a Prezzo from 2008-2009. And Brooke replies, what's more surprising is when you said about 10 years ago, automatically thought of the year 2000, <laughs> which was replied um, with a chuckle from Mark Kennedy. Um, and then we get a reply from Steve Gibson says, about five years ago, I found sentence case usually beats capitalizing each letter in um, description. This was contrary to the guru advice of the time. While it hasn't won for every client, it wins approximately 80% plus of the time here in the UK. Um, now, um, we we were talking about like question six. We had gone to question six, hadn't we? Uh, talking about ad extensions and which ad extensions do you feel is strongest for your campaigns? Um, the one you couldn't live without. Um, I'll let you choose two if you can't decide and flip side. Which ones do you avoid? Um, so Doug replied saying um, location and call extensions. Everything else is secondary. It rhymes with eyes replies. Ooh, this is rough. Location and sight links with a gun to my head. But in some cases, I love visual sight links and call extensions. Um, Julie Bacini goes, I'm angry about extensions today. Um, she did have a thread on that. So you can read her thread um, um, at your leisure. Um, location is really important one for any biz seeking foot traffic same for calls um, Sarah B replies with site links I can't live without those also call extensions I could probably live without location extensions since none of my current currently clients have brick and mortar store stores um, Steve Hammer replies with site links as well I do also love call extensions but I've had clients that get low quality calls from them too. Um, Brooke replies, I think it depends on the business and industry. For example, e-com site links to more categories and call extensions for B2B call extensions, call out extensions helps differentiate from competition. Robert Brady um, replies with, if calls are the goal, then call extensions. If long considered purchase, then, then site links and call out extensions. If you have an app, then app extensions. Goals determine which are most effective. Um, Nathan Kelly um, pipes up with, with an answer saying this is true. For auto, the price extensions are very powerful. And this was a reply to Brooke Osmondson's um, um, example of depending on what biz the business and industry saying for e-com, site link is best. And for B2B, call extensions and call outs are better. She then replies with, I wouldn't have even thought of that nice catch in replying to Nathan Kelly's um, also the price extensions are very powerful. Um, Sarah B goes, interesting. I would think higher ticket items would shy away from including the price in the ads. Have you tested this with any other industry? And then Brooke replies, I guess, depending on if you have competing prices, competitive prices against your competitors, it might make sense. Um, and then we go with Sarah B going, yeah, maybe gas stations or any other highly competitive um, industry where price tends to be the deciding factor. Just curious to know what those might be. Um, 
so yeah going back to um my candidate um going in with question seven since um yeah the, the timing is going a lot of discussions going on um are you in the school of ad extensions are mostly for taking up real estate or have you actually found a significant improvement in performance like ctr conversions and so yeah it rhymes with eyes goes definitely but not universally app extensions for sure visual site links for sure call extensions for sure when it fits in the business need so this is the obviously the answer to um what site links are best to use steve hammer replies with personally i find it hard to separate the two factors ctr goes up and testing different extension does give slightly different results but how much is space versus copying and then we got hannah Ko going join a little late um and replies to a the answer one so i'm going to go on to it rhymes with eyes um part of the challenge can be getting clients to understand that measuring ad extension isn't about looking for clicks to the extensions but rather clicks to the ad which is undercut by performance extensions like call app did um in answer to um in answer to Steve Hammer saying personally, I find it hard to separate the two factors. The fact that CTR goes up and testing different extension does give slightly different results, but how much is space versus copy? Um, Brooke replies with this, especially with so many available extensions, it's hard to tell what the different extension is that's making a difference if there is one. Um, Brooke continues with, I guess, depending on if you have competitive pricing against your competitors, it might make sense. Steve Hammer then um, replies with, um, you know, he's apparently second part to his answer says, I get it's 70% space, but literally a guess, mostly because I can see how much effective site links are and they take the most space and aren't always clicked. And um, it rhymes with eyes, um, starts, takes it on with um, Steve Hammer saying, you can really only isolate things like call extensions. Did you get more calls and an app extension? Did you get more um, DIDs plus signups? Um, sorry, that was DLDSs plus signups. Other than that, it's an incremental thing. And so Doug R. Thomas then says, contradicting what I just said, I think you have to truly believe that ad copy matters. Position and real estate are deeply important, but if you can really speak to actual pain points, your CTR will jump. Um, and then Mike Kennedy is saying good answer to, um, to Mike Friedman's um, um, answer of, I have seen some extension types work to drive down CPAs, including chat extensions and soon to be gone visual site links um so yeah i think yeah mike actually gave an answer but missed out the hashtag ppc um chat and um so yeah he was advised to use the ppc chat hashtag in the answer so everyone can see because we missed that um so yeah and we are very worried like it rhymes with eyes that they might be taking away site links and she goes with like a big no with loads of o's right there so, um, yeah, we then go to Robert Brady's answer of the biggest benefit of ad extensions is the quality score boost or lack of penalty that you guessed. Um, Google wants them and has dictated the incentives accordingly. It's up to advertisers to use them for benefits in these situations. Uh, Mark Kennedy SEM goes with um, replies with I've definitely gone from real estate when they first came out to now seeing some results, but tough to tell sometimes. Um, 
Dagar Thomas then replies with, I think some of this is language matching and site links and structured snippets give you a lot more opportunity to say, okay, the ad copy isn't matching. Let's try over here. Um, okay, and then Sarah B replies with, I definitely think it's important to take up the real estate. However, there is definitely value that you can provide the consumer if you have an organized website and use your extensions to highlight that. I've seen CRT, CTR increase for only some clients though. Um, Steve Hammer then goes with agreed um, and very effective if you can get them for higher funnel searches with less specific intent. And that's replying to Doug R. Thomas saying that he thinks that some of this language matching and site links and structured snippets give us a lot more opportunity to say, okay, the ad copy is matching, let's try over there. Um, and now I'm going to question eight. Do you typically make sure that calls to actions are different in every ad extension or do you still have some overlap, e.g. free consultation in more than one extension or ad copy? And then Mark Kennedy, Mark Kennedy comes in with his answer saying, I do still have some overlap since I can't control which extension shows with others. I try to separate, but in some cases, clients might not have many CTAs either. Steve Gibson then replies with, I really make little effort to try to optimize ad extensions. There's limited upside and time is usually better spent on other activities. Um, it rhymes with eyes goes, if possible, I try to have a CTA per extension because we don't know what will show. Steve Hammer comes in with, I take the approach that everything must stand on its own in extensions where possible. Um, it rhymes with eyes and joins in again, says it really should be different per extension like ready, start here in a site link versus download our app or call now. Um, so, yeah, atomic messages make it mole molecule, mole molecule ads, which is answers to um, I take the approach that everything must stand on its own in extensions where possible. Um, and then Steve Hammer replies, how hard to do with structured, structured, structured snippets or call-outs, obviously, but you never know how the elements get put together. Sometimes it's a diamond, sometimes it's a call. Um, it rhymes with eyes, replies, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's a structure I find works. Um, and then Sarah B replies with, um, it depends on the goal of the site links. If you're promoting an app, asking people to read your blog and purchasing a ticket to your next gig, I think the CTAs should be different. However, if you're separating it by product type, you may want it to be the same. Um, and then Robert Brady's goes with, um, this is my philosophy in reply to Steve Hammers saying, I take the approach that everything must stand on its own in extensions where possible. Um, and Robert Brady continues with, and I usually have my CTA in the ad since I know since I don't know if any ad extensions will show at all and the CTA is important. So Mark Kennedy and I, we're going to start wrapping up, um, saying that this is, we're going to wrap this all up since we're at the end of the hour. Thanks everyone for hanging out. I'll leave you with this, question 10. Feel free to share any cool ad extension strategies that you've tested or seen out in the wild um, that you think was unique. unique. Thanks all. Um, and you've got some thank yous, a lovely gift from it rhymes with eyes the guy throwing sprinkles so check that out and um, i'll just read one last one um from robert brady um to that last leaving question from mark kennedy saying that testing ad extensions is virtually impossible because you have so little control over them 
over when, where and even if they show. The reporting also doesn't help much. Am I being too negative? Um, and there's a thanks for hosting great PVC chat in the box. Um, and yeah, and that is for today. Um, I hope to come back with you next week um, from Anya and Mindswan um, summarizing or picking out some of like my favorite tweets. Um, and please let me know how that went. Try to edit this as best as possible and hopefully it gets better with new episodes. Speak to you later and have a fabulous week.